gentlemen, this is Jay Crypto. Welcome back to another episode. So I just read the entire white paper for Cornucopius, okay? And it was long. There were certain things I didn't quite understand that they were talking about technology-wise, like how they were going to start on the cloud and then get onto the blockchain. And it depends on how much funds and capital and what the state of smart contracts is and all that as to when they're going to do it. But I think it was just their way of saying, we're going to test it probably off the blockchain. We're going to make sure it's safe, secure. We're going to prove that it works. And then we're going to get it onto the Cardano blockchain and make sure it's decentralized. There's a couple of things that I should probably say, get them out of the way, because some people are probably just looking for cornucopious content for this reason. And that's going to be like the land sale and the token sale. So currently we don't have any details or dates for either of those sales. I was just in the discord, just checked all the announcements. There's nothing. There's something coming though, definitely for the token sale. There was actually, um, there was actually a discord uh, and a Twitter tweet on this, how they're, they're going to not launch their token on Cardano. They're going to launch it as an ERC token and sell it on the Binance smart chain. And they're doing that because uh, they're, okay, let me nuance that a little bit. They're doing that, putting it as an ERC and putting it on the Binance Smart Chain because they want to get their token out, but they also want to make the gas fees cheaper. For the land sale, that's coming as well, but we don't have any updates on that just yet. So I will keep you guys and girls updated. And this is going to be a, my, my key takeaways on Cornucopius white paper. I want to do more videos on Cornucopius because their white paper was very deep. The key takeaways is if we look at Pavia and we look at Decentraland and we look at Cornucopius, Cornucopius is a little bit different. It's like a structured metaverse. Okay. And I think it's quite smart the way that they've structured it. They've structured it on multiple levels. So the first level that they've structured it is the use of cornucopius, right? Not everyone is going to use cornucopius for the same reasons. So they've built this platform, this metaverse that can be used by all, literally anybody, whether you're a trader, whether you're a you know, passive income investor, whether you are a play to earn gamer, whether you are a explorer, whether you are a networker trying to network. Okay, they built this metaverse to be structured and layered with all sorts of zones, okay, all sorts of different types of parcels and property that that have different use cases and utilities. Now, there is a gamified element that I really liked that they did, okay? So, essentially, their flywheel, uh, still trying to conceptualize it, and it's tough to conceptualize these flywheels, but is going to be their ability to create an in-game currency. And with that in-game currency, one flywheel I've seen is being able to buy food with that in-game currency, okay? Now, where do you buy food? Well, people actually grow crops and you can sell your crops or you can use those crops as materials to make better crops. And here's the kicker. If you want to play the games in cornucopius you need what's called energy 
So there is a use case for the food. The food gives the player energy so it can refill your energy so you can keep playing. Okay. So you want to stock up on a lot of food if you're a play to earn gamer, because you can just keep playing, you know, and certain games will be RPG. Certain games will be arcade. Certain games will be esports style. Right. So it's a really interesting metaverse in that regard, but that's their flywheel. So basically you make money from the game. You can buy food with that. You use that food to make more money. You make money, you buy food, you use that food to make more money. So that's one cycle I've seen so far. Another cycle that's interesting is this idea of blueprints. Okay. This is different. This is different than what we've seen in other metaverses. So essentially at the core of their design is limitless potential because they've built this platform where you can create any kind of NFT or product with what they have called a blueprint. And essentially all a blueprint is, is how many materials it takes to make a certain NFT. Okay. So let me give you an example. One example could be an ax to chop down trees and use those resources for building more products, right? That you can then sell that people need. But when you chop down that tree and you get wood, you, you can use that wood to build an ax. Okay. So this is a, I'm going, I'm using an ax to chop down the tree, but now that I have more wood, I can actually build an ax. I just need to get some iron too. So if you have wood and iron, then boom, you can make an ax, let's just say, but the blueprint, and there could be hundreds of blueprints for, for, an axe because each axe could be different, right? So one blueprint for, for an axe could consist of a hundred pieces of wood and 10 pieces of iron. Another blueprint could consist of 10 pieces of diamond and four pieces of wood, or, or maybe that's like more of a hatchet, a diamond hatchet. But I'm just trying to give you like the complexity is around its limitless potential for people to design more and more blueprints. And then if you design a blueprint and more people are using that blueprint, then you can make some passive income. Okay. So, so the royalty features are not in the tokens, not even in the land from what I've seen, they're actually in the market places. So like you, when you, when you create, when you, when you create, let's say a blueprint and you go and you make, I don't know, 10,000 blueprints, Okay, out of that one blueprint. So you you duplicate it and you sell them. Every time that they're sold in the marketplace, more people, you know, selling them, it'll actually always go to that blueprint creator. So it's incentivizing creation. But you don't just have to make blueprints for axes. You can make blueprints for cars. You can make blueprints for for discos. You can make blueprints for um, horses. I don't know. It's just like there's limitless creation involved. You just need to uh, you know, wait and see what the actual limitations are to make these blueprints. So that's an interesting facet of the game. And like I mentioned, one strategy I'm looking forward to is potentially buying some land, okay, and growing some freaking digital crops because everyone in the world of this metaverse is going to need food. So I just figured I'd take it upon myself to help create some of that, you know, agriculture, right? do some business in the metaverse and sell my agriculture. Okay. The in-game token can be staked. NFTs can be staked. There's not much detail on which NFTs you can stake yet. 
Um, I assume in this one piece of literature they wrote, the stakeability of the NFT will be dependent on the kind of NFT. So for instance, if you have an item that's useful in a game, right? And you stake that item to the game so that way other players can use that item while they're playing the game, then you can earn rewards from that game's distribution of rewards, okay? So it's kind of like everything that we've seen with DeFi and play to earn games, but take that like two to three levels deeper. It's high level stuff, man. Cornucopius's white paper will take you on a wild ride. You definitely do not want to read it all in one session because it's impossible. You're going to need to take a break. It's a long, long white paper. It really is. Um, the other interesting thing, just going back to blueprints was this, these crafting materials. Okay. So in order to elevate your status, elevate your profession or elevate maybe just your level slash what you can do in the game, you can craft different items and materials by using blueprints and crafting materials. So you can buy, you can do a couple things. You can be a manufacturer of crafting materials, which means that you can either win crafting materials in game and sell them, or you can actually, you know, do something like I said, where you have crops or you have, I don't know, like, let's say that you are a baker, right? And you have a little bakery and by the way, all the land, the coolest part, there's zoning for the land. So there's, there's parcels that are considered, you know, recreational, where you have like places to explore, have fun. Then there's parcels that are literally in the white paper considered commercial. Okay, so imagine you open up a bakery in a village in this metaverse. And basically what you're doing is you're taking the crops and other ingredients right? And you're actually minting new NFTs that have higher bonuses for energy. So instead of giving you 10 energy, if there's, I don't know, 300 energy for, per, per character, maybe this particular, if, I, if I'm an NFT baker, maybe I can make a super bread that gives you 50 points of energy or 100 points of energy if I can get all those crops and I can sell that for a premium, right? Baker J Crypto. So I think the coolest part about this ecosystem is due to their tokenomics, because I like to study the economies of play to earn games. They're creating an open space. However, it's very structured and it's very cyclical, meaning that these micro economies of people that make crops and, and bakers and restaurant owners uh, can all essentially, you know, inner inner loop, just like in the real world. You know, we have raw materials, you know, like, if you were to make cranberry juice, well, you need a supplier for cranberries, right? You need a supplier for, for any other, you know, preservatives or any other ingredients that you're going to put into your juice. And then once you get all those ingredients by themselves, then you can start the process in a manufacturing plan of making the actual cranberry juice. And then you can bottle it up, label it, ship it wholesale, and, and basically sell it to, you know, the, your local supermarket, if you will. But what I'm saying is that's a cycle. This cornucopia scheme is trying to replicate that in the metaverse. And they have quite a few, they say that they're a small team, but I read all the roles and I mean, it looks like they have a lot of teams. 
like a lot of small teams. They have a small team for, for everything that you can think of. And, and I would suggest you go to the bottom of the white paper and you review that as well. Um, am I bullish or bearish on cornucopias? Well, you know what? After reading the white paper, after hearing, you know, in my Metaverse Monday Twitter space, which I'm thinking of making an ongoing series, by the way, a few lads chat about cornucopias. I got interested. I did my own research and now I'm feeling pretty good about it. Do I own anything from cornucopias yet? No. Am I going to try? Yes. Am I going to keep you updated on it? Yes, I will. Of course, full disclosure. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of it so far. There's a few things out right now on the cornucopias YouTube channel. So you can actually see what they're designing and what it looks like and what they're building. I think it's still far out. I, I, I wouldn't say that it's going to be real quick. I think there's going to be a lot of hype around Cornucopia soon because of their token sale. But we'll see. So that's Shade Crypto. That's it for now. I'm going to get more Cornucopia spids out there. So thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Have a great night.